Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. Happy 100. 100 episodes of Mom Trash. You know what's crazy? This doesn't even include the other podcasts. This is just Mom Trash. We've been at this shit for a long time. In dog years, we are 700 years old. What is it in Spanish? Dog years? No, 100. Ciento? Ciento. Ciento miles. Ciento. I had, now I have to Google it. Hold on. My God, you put me on the spot and I was like, fuck, am I going to make myself look like a fool? I don't even know how to say 100 in Spanish. <laughs> I mean, it's 100 episodes. <laughs> I'm going to get a real air horn. Lee has a little DJ thing on his phone where he sometimes is like, hits Ooh, DJ things. I want to get that. Just yeah. for that button. It's like he's in Ibiza at all times. Excuse me. It's Ibiza. 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 Okay. Which is where we should be recording this 100th episode. Seriously. Or with Lindsay Lohan in Greece or Dubai. I mean, I... I don't think I really want to do that, no, actually. No, me neither. Anyway, we've got a great show for you guys today. Can you believe that we have had enough to say for 100 episodes? Thank you, guys. You know, we wouldn't be still be doing it if people weren't listening, that's for sure. So we really appreciate it. We try to say this all the time because it's, we genuinely feel this. Guys, it's not the destination, it's the journey. And we want to thank you for that. Put that on the side. I think someone has, and I think they sell it at Home Goods. My sister has it on her wall, yeah. probably. Guys, today is going to be a super shorty, just like me, shorty. We are just going to talk about the things we love to talk about, which is ourselves. Ask some hard-hitting questions that we don't even know about each other, a la Barbara Walters style. Because we still have so much to find out about each other, even after 100 episodes in. Every relationship is like an onion and you just have to get through all the layers. Before you cry. I hate myself for saying that. I know. And as always, we're going to have some celebratory tits and shits and a hashtag swag bag. But at first, take it away, child. Tits and shits. So we're doing our tits and our shits about the past 100 episodes, right? Do you want to go first? You want me to go first? Caveat, I need to let you all know that I had a full-blown, one of the bigger panic attacks I've ever had in my lifetime earlier today. So I'm currently on an anti-nausea medication because I've been sick the whole entire weekend, and I took a half a Zanny. You and I have been shitting our brains out all weekend, and we haven't even seen each other. We have no idea why we're both pooping our brains out. Okay, so let's start with the shits of podcasting. How about we both do our shits and then both do our tits. Let's end on a high note. Okay. Yeah. So the shits, so shits, you know, it's a lot of work. I don't know if you guys know this. <laughs> it's a shit ton of work. This is not like the world's smallest violin, cry me a river, but right. Like we're also not like, wow, feel bad for us. Right. We're not doing like God's work here. Right. We're just entertaining people. Right. I'm just saying to put on a super high quality podcast, which Ashley and I have committed to. What we mean by that is the production value. Yes. And as you know, if you've been listening, we're pretty production nerds and the way things are made and the finished product actually very much matters to us. There are tons and tons of big podcasts that do not edit, that don't care about their audio quality so much and they do very, very well. Right. But for some reason, this was a hill we wanted to die on. Yeah, we definitely wanted to die on this hill and we are currently kind of dying on it. So totally, that's part of it. It's a lot of work. I have done a bulk of the editing with Lee the first 
80 or so episodes. <laughs> and it was a lot. Yeah. It made me crazy. I'm not a detail-oriented person. That's that's you, Ashley, and that was a very detail-oriented job. I fucking I, hate editing. That involves the quiet. And, you know, as many of you who have toddlers know, during a pandemic, ain't much quiet up in here. Nope. It's hard to work, hard to stay motivated and keep going in a job that has very little feedback yeah. from anyone. <laughs> All we really have to go by is our numbers. You know, like how many of you are listening every week. Some of you have sent emails or reviews right. and that really does help. It really, really does help. Not only yes. the podcast, but to keep us going because we're just basically talking in a vacuum here. Like it's yeah. it's a very solitary, thank God I'm not doing this by myself because it would be very lonely yes. if I wasn't talking to my best friend to do this. So that's hard, you know, staying motivated to find things to keep talking about that somebody else in the world would find interesting other than just you and me. Yes. Because the key to good comedy, and not that we're trying to make this comedy, but we also don't want to make it not comedy, no. is to find very specific things, but finding a universal way to make it relatable to everybody. And sometimes the things that Ashley and I find interesting, I can't imagine another person on the face of the planet would find interesting. We still talk about it anyway, though. Because we're gluttons for punishment. So far, that's been the shits for me about podcasting. Yeah, for me, it's definitely, it is a lot of work. While Carrie handles the editing part, and now because we have an editor, and she's been handling some other things, but just the correspondence with guests, handling all the social media, the booking, all that stuff. It's a lot of work for two women. It's just a lot. I've said this before. I certainly was a reluctant mother. I never set out to make a career of motherhood because I didn't even plan on really being a mom necessarily. There's a lot of parenting topics we don't talk about because some of it's just not that interesting to me in all honesty. We don't care. Maybe we don't really know that much about it. Yeah, there's a lot of parenting topics that just like aren't that interesting. Like if you <laughs> ask me if I was a helicopter mom or a tiger mom or any of these other kinds of moms, I have no idea. I do not care. What I can tell you is I am an anxious mom and I want to spend my time with my kid and I also want to spend no time with my kid. So that's the kind of mom I am. I'm a hot mess mom. Absolutely. 100%. So because of that, it's hard to keep things fresh, which is basically what you touched on. But can I start tits? Yeah, I was just going to add one more shits, which is just trying to keep it real, yeah. but also positive in these hard times. Yeah, that has been hard. Although you guys loved our most depressing episode ever. It's our highest rated episode. Yeah, it's very strange. And the other thing is, you know, it's also hard to talk so openly about things that involve other people in our right. lives that did not sign up mm -hmm. for their lives to be listened to or explained to people ad nauseum. So, you know, it's on one hand, I want to talk about all these different things. A lot of people in my life are very private and they're not comfortable with everyone knowing all their shit. Sometimes I have a lot of anxiety after we record where I'm like, mm. oh God, such and such is going to be really upset with me about this. And as time has gone on, I've gotten a little better at like, you know, thinking five steps ahead with that kind of stuff. But yeah. that's really been hard. Yeah. The tits are, boy, oh boy, is this not an outlet for everything. everything. <laughs> I mean, you and I will have like horrible, horrible days, kind of like what you've been having all day. And then we get together and it's like, this changes our whole mood. I already feel better. Yeah. It could be the ZX. It could be Ashley. I'm not <laughs> sure. It's also really helped me accept parenthood, which is something we've talked about. I am very proud of us. And, you know, again, that's because of you guys. Without those numbers, nothing would happen. Me too. And, you know, my tits are hanging with 
my best friend every week. Yeah. Feeling like I have a life and a purpose when I was feeling pretty purposeless in my postpartum journey. Learning shit about kids and parenting that I would not have learned. Oh, 100%. I could not agree with you more. I have learned things that I would have, and not even just like direct parenting things, like things you can do in your life as a parent that help the world sustain, like in sustainability ways. Like all kinds of stuff. I was not great before I became a podcaster at keeping a baby book, but my daughter- I'm still not great at that. (laughs) No, but our kids now have basically an audible- Oh, that's true. Baby book, because if they look at all the podcasts between the two of them, we talk about these big milestones that have happened. Oh, I didn't think of that. I have a voicemail message from my grandmother that I just listen to all the time. I've recorded it, and our kids has plenty to listen to. God, you know, and I'm really happy for that. May I interject? The one thing about that that I have thought about is I hope that Sebastian doesn't listen to this as an adult and feel like my mom fucking hated being around me because there's definitely moments like that. But there's also so many moments where we're like, oh, we're going through such a good period with our kid and like they're just a love muffin. I honestly think any kid of ours, it's not like we keep that secret even from our kids. I think true. It's not like we're closet being like, oh my God, no, this is Right. Like, our kids get it. Like, I think any kid of ours is going to be able to roll, honestly. Sebastian saw me scream into a pillow and then cry the other day. So, yeah. <laughs> Luna keeps telling everyone, my mom's got problems right now. <laughs> so, like, oh, stranger. So, I think they'll get it. Like, I'm not worried about that part, okay, actually. Okay, that's good. Talking to celebs, we get swag. God, I love swag. I love swag so much. Swag. Love it. I know. It's like what I imagined when I thought I was going to be an actor doing commercials, that yeah. I would get that thing forever. Also, spoiler alert, when you're an actor in a commercial, you do not get that thing. You get nothing. My Cole's commercial will hopefully be airing shortly. They had to specially alter the sports bra to my body. I didn't even get to keep it. That's showbiz, baby. That is showbiz. I did like 15 Wendy's commercials and I didn't get anything free from Wendy's until this podcast. <laughs> All right. Should we do mom tourage review of the we week? We should. I hope this is one we haven't done. At this point, I can't tell because we're going backwards. May I read it? Please do. I'm going to do it in a Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous voice since this is EP100. A little Robin uh, Leach. Is he Australian? I don't think so. I think he's British. <laughs> well, we'll see what comes out of my mouth. <laughs> this is the mom tourage review of the week. We're going to read reviews until we hit 100. Love this show. What happens when two badass sit down and talk about everything motherhood with nothing off limits. This incredible show, don't miss it. A- Prato. By the way, I googled Robin Leach and he's 100% British. Okay, well that was my Robin Leach. But he also died in Las Vegas, so anything goes. Guys, our next guest is someone that I think you guys know. Her name is Ashley Heron-Smith. She is the real deal, the triple threat, a wife, a mother, a daytime Emmy Award winner, a podcaster, a booker, an actress, a model. She really does it all. Welcome to your own podcast, Ashley Heron-Smith. Thank you so much for having me. It's truly a pleasure to be here. Longtime listener, longtime speaker on the pod. Thank you. Thank you. You. Please rate, review, and subscribe with I your will. feelings. Okay. So, Ashley, my first question. What did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a famous actress. And look at you now. And probably singer and dancer. Look at me now. <laughs> recording in my closet. And, Ashley, um, what are you most proud of in your life? 
What am I most proud of? I am most proud of, see, this is a mom podcast, and I should say of my son. But what I am truly most proud of- You can say more than one thing. It's fine. Is my tenacity and the fact that I just pursue things as I see fit. As I've gotten older, and this wasn't always the case. This has been more of a learned skill as I've gotten older. And I think having Sebastian really propelled me forward. But something happened when I had Sebi that it was just like, I don't want to wait anymore and I'm not going to wait. I go after what I want. You know, it takes a lot for me to stop. So much so that every time I have like a psychic reading, they're like, you got to stop. Like, just relax. You've done the work. And I'm like, how? What does that mean? I'm not I'm not there yet. I'm going to keep going. Your dead ancestors are like, just chill, dude. Just chill. Literally, they're like, you need to relax. And I'm like, what does that mean? What do you most regret? Heavy, heavy question. I think I most regret ever starting smoking, truly. Mm. Otherwise... That's put a monkey on your back for a while. Yes. Otherwise, I don't really think I regret anything. Did I ever do bad things as like a kid and a teenager? Did I have a party in my parents' house once? But that's not like a life-altering regret. I personally hate this question, so I'm going to ask it to you. Where do you want to be in five years? I would like for mom trash to be a big thing. Let me backtrack and say that every plan I have made career-wise doesn't really ever pan out. Does success end up happening? Do I end up like moving forward in things? 100%. But it is always in very unpredictable ways. Just like I never thought a space in which I would become some kind of talking head would be the mom space. You know, I'm hesitant to give specifics because I don't really know specifics and I'm kind of just trying to learn to go with opportunities as they arise. But what I would really love is for the podcast to be a big enough thing. I would love it to be a talk show of some kind, maybe a weekly talk show on a network, on something streaming, a whole show, Mm -hmm. but once a week. I don't want to do daily, I don't think. I would do daily. Who the fuck am I kidding? I would absolutely do daily. But ideally, it would be once a week. We would have our podcast, you know, very Jesus and Miro-y. But somebody is writing scripts. Somebody is writing emails. Somebody is handling talking to potential guests. That is all taken care of. Working with the people that I love, which is what I'm doing now anyway, in some way that Matt and I can work together as well. And I think that's it. I want everyone in my family to be happy and healthy. I want my friends to be. That's what I see. I would like to be able to go to a bar and not worry about getting COVID or bringing it home to my child. I would really like to sit at a fucking bar in five years, (laughs) sooner than that. But at least by five years, I'd like to go to a bar or a restaurant at a crowded place and sit down and have people breathe on me and not be terrified. Mm -hmm. That I'd really, 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 really like. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to travel again because it's been since COVID and I'm still too scared to. What is your favorite word or sound? That was my favorite sound. Okay. <laughs> what is your least favorite word or sound? Both mouth things. Somebody chewing. I hate the sound of chewing. And I hate when dogs fucking lick the shit out of themselves. I hate dogs licking or cats or any animal licking themselves. Repetitive licking. Uh, I hate that sound. Oh boy, I hate that too. There we go. What's your favorite curse word? Fuck. I also like cunt. I really do. But fuck, I I think it's just like the all-purpose greatest. It is the fabuloso of curse words. Yes, it is. What thing have you worked to cultivate in yourself that you're the most proud of? Well, I'm not fully there, but boundaries. Mm -hmm. I work on boundaries and trying to not be codependent. 
I'm not there. <laughs> Recently, you've been upping your boundary game. Yeah. I've noticed. Thank you. You're That's welcome. good. I'm really trying. I need to do it, and it's a very hard thing to do. It's not easy. You know that. Yes. Mm-hmm. What are you most afraid of? Getting lost in space, going to jail. <laughs> what if we can't live on the Earth anymore, and we all have to live in a space center up in space, but then something happens where, like, a part blows off, and then we get lost in space? It's horrifying. And jail. And jail. And also huge animals in the ocean. (laughs) Those are my (laughs) biggest fears. What is the most useless talent that you have? I don't know if it's useless. I'm really good with trivia and I'm really good at like obscure celebrity names. Okay. Like what? Like just knowing that this person who like no one's ever heard of did this thing? I can look at somebody and be like, you know, that's such and such and they've been in this and that. I'm like kind of like. You're like IMDB. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Although Dumois does talk about these like 20 year olds and I have no idea who the, who's Madeline Klein. I don't know who that is, but her name keeps coming up. I know up. Madeline Kahn. She's amazing. That's who I keep thinking she is. It's not her. What is the closest thing to magic that you've experienced? I don't have an answer to this. You know what? The closest thing to magic I've experienced is one day in college. My college dorm was right on 55th Street between 2nd and 3rd. And it was on the corner was the original PJ Clark's. And one night, I don't know why, I went with some girls that I wasn't even that close with. And we got so shit-faced off of tequila. And you know what happens when you're shit-faced. You think people who aren't attractive are suddenly attractive. And I thought our waiter was so hot. But it turns out, not only was he not hot, he was also a magician. And (laughs) he got fired from his job because we were making out while he was working at PJ Clark's. And then the next day, I found out he wasn't attractive because he came to my dorm room and started doing like floating dollar bill tricks and stuff like that. So I guess that's the closest I've seen real magic, I guess. I was thinking like maybe you saw like a shooting star. Yeah, no, no, I made out with Lawrence the magician from PJ Clark's. Maybe it was the best night of his life. All I know is my husband makes fun of me for it all the time. He's like, not only was the guy at work and you got him <laughs> fired, but also he was a magician. What is the best and then the worst purchase you have ever made? Oh. That's a Barbara Walters style question. It's a heavy hitter. Mm. Best purchase is my closet. Yeah. Like anything that is in the closet. Like clothing and or the organization? I don't know, I guess. I should say my whole house, but I'm like, just my closet. Yeah, like everything I see in front of me. Everything the light in my vanity mirror touches. (laughs) The worst purchase. I don't know. God bless that you don't have any regrets in that category. I mean, I'm sure I do. I just, it's not coming to mind. What makes your mind explode in wonder? Getting lost in space. (laughs) (laughs) When Neil deGrasse Tyson's Cosmos first came out, I was living in LA, obviously before I had a kid, and I got really, really stoned one night and was watching Cosmos, and I was like, man, this is fucking great. Like, this is what weed is for. And then it started talking about how, like, essentially life as we know it will end. Like, it's gonna happen. And you will get lost in space. (laughs) Right, like, every... It has happened with every, like, every era on 
earth. And I was like, this was a terrible decision. You're so stoned, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Because he's like, Ashley, I'm talking to you. You will get lost in space. Right. Like, well, you know, I don't do well. One thing that really triggers me is end of the world talk. It freaks mm-hmm. me out beyond belief. So much so. Did I ever tell you that story about the, uh, one day I was waiting for the Jitney <laughs> in front of the New York Times building? And these two girls came over and they're like, hi, can we ask you a question? I thought they were going to be like, your shoes are so cute. Where are they from? Where did you get your haircut? Right. Yeah. Something like that. And they were like, have you accepted our Lord Jesus Christ as your savior when the end of days come? And I literally was like, listen to me. You need to not approach people with this shit. You don't know what people have been through. You don't know what their fears are. Don't talk to people about this shit. This is terrifying. Hashtag trigger. They like looked at me like, I think that was the point. Obviously it was to scare me, but they didn't expect such a scary response. Like, I'm going to scare you now. Yeah. Like my mom was like, don't watch, don't look up. You just, you won't be able to handle it. Don't no, watch you it. Won't. You won't. And I was like, okay, good enough. I'm yeah. good. Okay. How do you hope people will remember you? I hope the people that I love remember me. I hope that everybody remembers me as kind of like how I think of Joan Rivers, just like really funny and kind because I've met her and she was always very kind with me and loving. And like right now, I want to say like, I hope no one ever thinks of me as a bitch, but also like, it's kind of fun to be remembered a little bit as like that bad bitch right there, you know? Yeah. But mostly only by people that didn't actually know me. (laughs) I don't want my son to be like, yeah, she was a bitch. I mean, I hope Luna's like, she was a bad bitch. Yeah, like a bad bitch is one thing, you know? Worst job. Worst job. Worst job was Wendy Williams. Yeah, we can say that now because I think Wendy Williams also thinks she is also her own worst job at right. this point. Wendy was bad. Someday in your tell-all, we'll know more. I will tell all, yeah. Yes. Well, Ashley, it has truly been an honor. Thank you for having me. What a pleasure. Ashley Heron Smoke. <laughs> All right, guys, our next guest, you may know her from that Wendy's commercial where she ate some salad or All My Children where she was Jesse McCartney's first kiss. Was it Jesse McCartney? Yep, and real life, too. And also he was underage and she was overage. You also may know her from the Scary Mommy Speaks and Momtourage podcast where she is talked about having sex with a ghost (laughs) and um really the ghost had sex through me but yes (laughs) right right and conjuring up luna in a certain way and in a scorpio moon and it was a triple moon triple moon all those things she is an actress she's a host she loves herself and everybody else too please welcome Carrie Cetera. Oh, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Carrie, thank you for joining us. Thank you. I want to start off with a really heavy hitting question, and that mm-hmm. is, if you were a biscuit, which would you be? Hmm. I'm going to say I would like to be a scone, but I think I'm more of a digestive because I'm going to make you shit. What is a digestive in terms of biscuits? This is the most Carrie answer I've ever given. The British people call digestives biscuits. It's like a cookie. The thing that comes with your coffee? Yeah, it has chocolate on one side. It's supposed to, it has fiber. It's supposed to like they help Call them digestives? Bovitas? Yeah, but it's literally, there's a whole line. They're called digestives. Huh. And it's a kind of biscuit, but they call biscuits cookies. You know, it's like confusing. I would like to be known as like a flaky scone, but I think I'm more of a digestive because I'm like a little bit hard to swallow, but then I help you shit. That was a very carry answer. If you could spend your day doing anything you want and your income wasn't dependent on it, what would your ideal day be like? 
And like, this is your every day, by the way, not just one day. Petting puppies and reading The New Yorker. That's it? Yeah. Why not? It's a, All right. What a great day. That is oh, every day. Random puppies, your own puppy. I mean, just maybe my job is to like, I don't need to have all the puppies, but what a great job is my job is just to like pet puppies and read The New Yorker. That's nice. I love that. Yeah. In the sun. Yeah. Who is your most disliked celebrity? I really dislike Nicole Kidman. Yeah, you really do. I really do. Is there a close second? Is there a male version? This is my favorite question ever. I hate Denzel Washington. That is so weird. Why? Denzel Washington, Nicole Kidman, and also Katy Perry. You hate Katy Perry, huh? Mm-hmm. Have you seen the footage of her uh, Las Vegas No, show? why would I do that? Well, it's all over TikTok. I've seen it on TikTok. We share TikTok. No, because I hate it. I'm actually surprised you and I don't share somebody, but anyway. Yeah. I also really dislike most, not comedians as people, but I hate comedy specials. Oh. Like stand-up specials? I hate watching stand-up on television. Do you like going in person? I mean, I wouldn't really do that, but I guess I worked at a bar every Sunday there was stand-up and I worked there for that. So like I did see a lot of stand-up and I guess I would go to like, I've seen Mike Birbiglia a bunch of times. I really like him and I would probably see, you know, like there's certain people I guess I would go see, but on a whole, it's not that I hate the comedian. I really dislike like when you watch Netflix and it's a comedy thing. Huh. All right. Well, that's a fun fact to know about you. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, don't like it. Imagine yourself in five years. Mm-hmm. What do you hope will be different about you then compared to now? I hope to be able to leave my house without a panic attack. Oh, amen. I hope to have enough money that I feel like I'm contributing to my household as well as having enough for myself. I would like to not have a poverty mindset. You're getting emotional. My Barbara Walters is working. Mm-hmm. And See what I did there? I made it about me. That's the thing you and I have a comment. I love that about you. You always make it about you and I always make it about me. I love it. So I have a podcast. <laughs> and I hope to have simple everyday tasks not seem hard. Okay. I know it's kind of yogic, but- But that's you. I want the show to be good, but I feel like I can't, I don't want to like say how that is. So for me saying like simple everyday things are easy and I have financial independence, like that encompasses the show. But I just think more on it like an emotional level. Yes. Than like a plan out. That's just how I think. What's the most useless talent you have? I'm the queen of knowledge about shit that nobody cares about. Like trivia that will never do me any good. Right. Like I'm like the kid from, what's that movie with Renee Zellweger and Tom Cruise? Oh, Jerry Maguire. Did you know that human head weighs eight pounds? Do you know that bees can smell fear? Like this, like that's how I am. And I tell everyone whenever it comes out, it's like diarrhea of the mouth. I just, I'm like, did you know that a, a spider only weaves one perfect web in its lifetime? And people are like. I did not know that. It's true. But what happens? Like, first of all, how do you know? Like, how do we know that the world? And two, what happens? He like weaves it and then he dies or like, what happens? I'm like, I don't know the rest of that story. I just know that fun fact. Like, that's probably one of my many useless talents. I'm also like a really good figure skater, which like, when is that going to ever do Like you can do turns? Yeah. And jumps and shit. Why? Like, when is that? My sister. Why do you know how to do that? I mean, I studied figure skating. I did it for fun until it became too expensive. Kids that do figure skating are always weird kids. And let me preface that by saying I also did figure skating for like... (laughs) 
for like a semester. We are weird. We are weird right, kids. 100%. Yes. I think those are my two. It's a very show busy hobby. It's so expensive. It's one yes. of the more expensive hobbies. It ain't horseback riding, but it's no. still, uh, yeah. I think those are my useless talents. Okay. If you could pick any reality show to be on, which would it be? And I'm not just talking housewives. I mean, literally any. It could be my 800 pound life. It could be the challenge. It could be Big Brother. It could be Bridezilla. Like, whatever. I think Super Market Sweep. That's a game show. Is that not a reality show? That's a game no, show? No, that is a game show. I will not accept such an answer. Uh, Although, I agree. Who doesn't want to be on Supermarket Sweep? I would say, like, Naked and Afraid. You, of all of them, you want to go on Naked and Afraid? You want to go on television. You, f- fuck the television. You want to be in nature, completely fucking naked, with some other person? I take it back. Ghost Adventures. Oh, okay, that's fun. That's a good answer. Yeah, yeah. I was not going to accept Naked and Afraid. I want to be the host of Naked and Afraid. <laughs> I was like, you want to risk fucking giant ants climbing in your tutor? I would last one and a half seconds on that show. I cannot even walk in, on a beach in bare. Feet. Yes, like what? It is horrible. That is, that show is horrible. I watch it, but I carry mosquito bite antidotes. Yeah, you carry the fucking like thing that sucks it out from Shark Tank in my purse every day, and it's winter. I know. I carry it in my purse every day. If you could have anyone's closet, who would it be? Like their wardrobe. I don't mean like their physical closet. I feel like season one through three of Sarah Jessica Parker on Sex and the City. Oh, that's good. That's a good pick. Like the early SJP. That's a good pick. That's who I would pick. Because I was all about like a wife beater and a tutu. Yes. Later, I was not so into it. But at that time. But at that time, the like one through three, like heavy on the Patricia Fields, New York City, high-low. Which, by the way, she is not the costume designer this season. I know, and I can tell. I mean, I kind of like the way she's been dressing, but that's... Eh. But I like early. I didn't like it later, but like early Carrie. Okay. And on the flip side of that, who do you think has the worst fashion sense any gen person yes that's a great answer wonderful answer any gen z that chick who i don't even know who she is that florence Pugh. i'm always like who are you the actress yeah i'm like who are you what have you done and why are you dressing like that i've never even noticed the way are you sure it's florence Pugh you're thinking of the one that was in midsomar and is dating zach braff i think so she's got like a weird short haircut which you know i'm into and then she's no. wearing okay then maybe it's not her next time you see a picture send it over okay she's british right Unclear to me. I, the I the don't person know. that I'm thinking of is British. Pretty much any Gen Zer, they dress terrible. I'm like, Horribly. you just picked everything that was lime green in your closet. Yeah, that's what you did all all together. I also think like Kim Kardashian's a terrible dresser, like at all different phases. I mean, she occasionally has a moment, but on a whole, I, I'm not. I mean, I wouldn't disagree with you. Yeah. Anyway, any Gen Zer. Okay, that's my answer. And I'm sticking to it. Okay. Who do you admire and why? Drew Barrymore. Because she has been through a lot of things that should make her... She has been through enough things that no one would wonder or even maybe be too mad if she was a shitty person. And she's not. You know what? For the first time, I understand why you love Drew Barrymore, because that all makes perfect sense. Yeah, like, she's been through a lot of stuff, but she never, like, she never was like, I'm like this because like this. It's more like, these are the reasons why I am the way I am, but it's not an excuse. And I have modeled my entire life 
truly after that, that you can have horrible things that happen to you and there are reasons why you are who you are, but it's a very like Buddhist way of thinking about things that all those things also made you the wonderful person you are. And so they're not really excuses. There may be explanations why certain things turned out that way, but she just is one of the nicest people. And I know so many people who have met her on one-on-one experiences and she's just a kind person and has used every adversity that has happened to her as not an excuse. And I just really admire that about her. So she's one of my most favorite people for that reason. Not to mention, she comes from a very wealthy, privileged, established family and could have... And she seems pretty regular, actually. Totally. She seems very... In fact, she posted something recently on her Instagram about how Flower Beauty is going to do a Charlie's Angels line. Oh, cute. And I was like, ew, is this your bathroom? This looks like my grandma's bathroom (laughs) that we demolished right before she died. Like, please, like, I don't want this to be a bathroom in your house, but I kind of also do want this to be in a bathroom in your house because this is like some Italian grandmother style walk-in shower shit. Please tell me this is at the studio. Like, what is this? That, and I do love, as you know, I love Billy Joel because he doesn't give a fuck about anything. That one article that the New Yorker, whoever wrote, the New York Times, I've sent it to you. I've sent it to everybody that loves Billy Joel, where he just basically is like, I like nice cars. I like hot younger women. I like wine and I like popcorn. I like drinking and I like driving. Get over it. Basically, that is what he said. And he's like, I don't ever want to write another song because I don't have to. And you guys are all going to keep listening. Bye. And I was like, yes, to this energy. I am in to this energy. So those are my two. Those are good. That was a good look into Carrie's mind. Mm -hmm. In fact, they're all here in my feng shui corner of my office. (laughs) What is your dream rich girl splurge? Like if money was no object, even or just like, that's not even fair. Like when you start to make money, what is that thing that you are like, I want, this is what I have been waiting to buy. It's not to buy. I want a massage three days a week. Okay. I was like, just one? Because you can do that. No, I want like a person to come to my house regularly. Got it. Whether I have something wrong with me or not and like massage and give me acupuncture. Ooh, that's good. Like just maintenance. Zach and I have this periodically check in with each other and ask like, what are the three unnecessary splurges you would like to be able to afford in your like consistent splurge and not just like a thing. It's like stuff like that, you know, like mm-hmm. a personal chef, stuff like that. So that that's a really good answer. Lee and I also said fly first class. Oh yeah, that's nice. As far as an item, I don't really know if there's an item I'm more about like experiential that's great stuff massage acupuncture that like dual combo of just like bitch I get this three days a week what have you ever or would you ever eat a Rocky Mountain oyster no me neither sounds disgusting no I was just curious I came up with that one on my own I would probably if I did like if it was like you get four million dollars if you eat this I'd probably eat it and then vomit it immediately because I'm a quick I'm quick to vomit yeah if you could only watch one show for the rest of your life, what would it be? Ghost Whisperer. Oh, I actually knew that. It used to be Charmed. It's not. It's Ghost Whisperer. That is just <laughs> horrifying. Just <laughs> such a fun. And listen, I'm not one to judge. I don't judge people, but that is just so funny. And Ghost Whisperer. It does and it doesn't make sense for you, in my mind. So if you were ever a celebrity or, you know, if you were ever at the point where you like had your own business and made enough money, would you ever have friends or family? family on the payroll. Yes. Really? It's depending on the person in the position, right? Yeah. And I I wouldn't be for nepotism. It would be because I have some truly talented people in my family. Exactly. You're not going to have Lee be 
your manager. Oh, gosh. Exactly. But that's what I mean. I would be like, my uncle would be my designer Mm -hmm. because he's very talented. You know, like, it would be all for stuff that I just happen to have some humble bread. I have some talented people in my life. Or maybe, like, my mom is, like, my wrangler of my child. Right. That kind of thing. Next question. What motivates you? Anxiety. Anxiety and fear. Fueled by anxiety (laughs) and hatred sometimes. I actually have to say one of the best motivators, this is kind of the thing, but anytime anyone tells me that I can't do something or they don't think that I would be able to do something, I immediately do it. I am motivated a little bit by haters. Like I truly am. Like a lot of the decisions in my life, I was like, (laughs) joke's on you, bitch. I'm gonna do this shit. So I am a little bit fueled by anxiety and hate, truly. And just, I really don't want to have any regrets. I can understand that. I I think that's an honest, a truly honest answer. Yeah. What pop culture moment lives on in your head for eternity? Maybe any time Kim Kardashian is ugly cried in the Kardashians, because I was a big watcher of keeping up with the Kardashians. All her like, guys, you're being so weak. Like any of those. That is good. Have you ever been to jail? Yes, but not in it. I posted bond. You just went to visit? No, I posted bond. Bail? Bail. And picked a friend up from jail. Wow, you're a really good friend. I also put that same friend in rehab. Oh, you are a good friend. If you could trade places with any other person for a week, famous or not, living or dead, real or fictional, who would it be? My daughter, so I would know if I was being a good parent. Oh, that's nice. Great answer. But you're like, not fun, but this is a parenting podcast. (laughs) I mean, it is. You're the first one of us to answer anything about our kids, really. (laughs) What is your perfect pizza? The most delicious, plain grandma slice with vodka. Vodka sauce? But like, where would it come from? Where's your perfect slice come from? Well, it doesn't exist anymore. This place Uh, called Cota Bene in my old neighborhood, and it closed down. I just saw TikTok the other day of a place in the city that has a grandma vodka slice and it looked fucking killer. Someday. Oh, my mouth is watering. Pizza's my deathbed. We should have asked that. That's my deathbed meal. Oh, yeah. Last meal. That's perfect meal. I love it. That's a very complicated question for me. I know. Pizza is like my perfect meal. Right. And then there are, I also I like a pizza in Naples that was bonzo good. Okay. And last question. What would your biography be titled? I've come up with so many of them and I never write them down. I know. But you're the tagline person. I know. It would be called, I promise it's all true, even though it seems like lies. That needs to be like, the subheading yes by the way these are all true even though you're not gonna believe them because they're crazy I swear they're true right that was fun that was so fun I feel like I know you just a little bit better now me too me too I know myself and you hashtag swag bag Oh, mine's so easy. Guys, I got a facial steamer for Christmas. I used to have one. I didn't enjoy it. Oh, I love it so much. Seeing as I'm not drinking, only eating good things, not smoking, I just sit in my beautiful closet in front of my beautiful new Hollywood-style mirror that everyone thinks I'm crazy that I got. I had that kind of mirror growing up. I opened up and it was like... Yes, but this is like LED. It's not that. It's not as crazy as like the kinds, you know, and it also has Bluetooth. But what? To listen? to shit? Yeah, so I can like put shit on the speaker in my mirror. Oh, that's nice. You can listen to your own podcast. Exactly. But I just like, I wash my face really nice. I put my steamer on and I watch TikToks. And then I pick at some things and put on my skincare regimen. And then I lay in bed and let my husband finish with our child. I was thought that was going to go in a different direction. <laughs> let my husband finish me off. No, no. I let him finish putting our kid to bed. That's, that's basically finishing me off. Have you noticed a difference? 
difference in your skin? I have actually. I think my skin, but I can't tell if it's the steaming. I can't tell if it's like, I also got this huge like cystic pimple right under my lip that is like, was so painful. But otherwise, like my blackheads are, I mean, I do this almost every night. So there's like almost no blackheads in my skin or anything. I like it. I feel like in the winter, I'm really dry. It's very hydrating. Do you put anything or is it just water? I just put water. But some people put like all kinds of other, you know, essential oils or chamomile. I don't, listen, I'm not even linking to a facial steamer because literally they're all the same shit. There is one that I saw on TikTok because, you know, I buy these things and then I'm like, how do I use it? One lady, and I think this one's expensive. Hers has like a chamber where you can put like herbs. Like I remember when I first started getting facials when I was a teenager, my mom would take me to Georgette Klinger in the city. And yeah, I went there too. What they did before your facial is they would bring in this pot of hot water with chamomile, like real chamomile flowers in it. And you would sit over, you know, your face over it and it would open up all your pores, which is something I've done here when I give myself a facial is I, but I got tired of doing the, you know, boiling the water and all that shit. Just buy anyone. It doesn't matter. Just buy anyone. And then like, make sure your face is clean. And then put on, I clean it with a cotton, one of my reusable cottons and some toner, witch hazel. And then I put on all my shit after. It's only like 10 minutes and nice. I love it. It just feels like a nice way to take care of myself. I like that. They range from like 30 bucks to like, you know, 150. But on Amazon, what you can really find is like 30 to like 55, 60. Nice. So mine isn't like a hundredth episode related thing. I just. Neither is mine. <laughs> I know, but inspired by, I feel like self-care, it's sort of this, inspired by really all of Insecure but especially this last season of Insecure, which I love. I haven't watched it. Oh my God, Insecure is so good. Anyway. I tried an episode and I like wasn't into it, but I'm going to try again. You got to give it more. It's it's really good television. Like really, really good television. Okay, I need something new to binge. I have purchased some mostly used because I'm, I'm not into buying new these days. I'm into Poshmarking Merkai, not even just for money, but like sustainability stuff. Yeah. Urban streetwear Adidas tracksuits. <laughs> this is my new look. For yourself? Yeah, various different kinds. I mean, we know I got one for your son who hasn't opened it yet, but like right. not that kind of suit. Not like I'm a beastie boy. Right. But like in Insecure, they have all of these like limited edition with like- Have you seen that leopard one? Yeah. So there's I, all I these- I like the leopard. There's all these different ones that are like a play on the original and they're not all tracksuits. Sometimes like a crop hoodie with the pants. It's like all of these coll- collabs, as I like to to say with all of these different designers like you know there's Stella McCartney for Adidas right. there's all these other things but like Beyonce um, Ivy Park right but like these fully styled looks that are athleisure a little bit urban streetwear and also high fashion I mean I kind of did it a little bit when I was teaching yoga all the time that's the kind of stuff I would wear but then in this parenting role or whatever I because I'm not teaching yoga in person, I haven't really done it. But right. it's not like a far cry from what I would normally. No, no, not at as all. As a city fitness teacher. And honestly, you could like go from sneakers and then if you had plans that night, you could just pop some cute heels on and be ready to go. Right, which is what Insecure does. They wear these like collab ones that are like really interesting, like super wide legs, silk versions. And they do that because they go out a lot on the show and they'll be like right. wearing with like platform trainers. And then they wear like some crazy strappy boot situation. And I'm like, yes to this. This is 2022, Carrie, where elastic waistbands all the time. I love that. In fact, after this, I'm going to fold some laundry and put on episode one of Insecure and just look out for sweatsuits now because maybe yeah, I'll get it's honestly this. in later seasons, but her urban streetwear situation is amazing. But in later seasons, like everybody's wearing some cool tracksuit situations. I think the reason the show is never really 
appealed to me is because it's L.A. based and most L.A. based shows like shows that like take place in L.A. don't re- like I don't like Entourage like they're n- it, L.A. is not my thing but I'm going to try it. This is a part of L.A. though. These are parts of L.A. that I didn't live in. Mm-hmm. So it's not like with Entourage I was like it was not interesting to me because it's like I know those places and the you know ugh. but yeah these are like far more interesting places. Some of it is a tip to LA that I like, like all the Ubering that's right. happening and stuff. But really it's just it's just such a well-written show and such a well-acted show. It's so good. And the two writers and creators are women and I just right. like, love the whole thing. So anyway, yeah, streetwear. Well, guys, thank you for listening to us for 100 episodes. It's really been a blast doing 100 episodes and uh, to the next 100 more, man. It'll only take us almost two years to get through it. I know. All right. Well, we'll see you in 2024 for 200. If the world still exists. Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe or follow. We are out here on our own, and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at hello at momtouragepodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, all at momtouragepodcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you and go slay. Momtourage is a Cafe Mom podcast written and produced by Ashley Herring-Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at Mama Drama Band or mamadramaband.com. 